0: it's thursday it is september 26th it's 2019 and we're here to talk nfl week four um joined by my buddy genie for 07 grant appreciate you holding down the port this week it's been um it's been quite a week for me and um appreciate you and everybody else that's helped pitch in and um ready to get back here on the grind
1: yeah it's good to have you back as much as i enjoyed taking over it's i see how your job is tough having to work every single night um (laughs) but i guess i have to work every single night this week with you or without you so that is true it's good to have you back and i think we're on tomorrow night too you know
0: talking football tonight we'll be back talking baseball tomorrow on friday slate so if you're new we talk football on thursdays we talk baseball monday tuesday wednesday friday um and you can find the video version of this on the Rotor grinders YouTube page so a bunch of ways to check this podcast out say we had a pretty good week three I had a really good week three I haven't really been able to talk about it with anybody I had a really good NASCAR slate I had a really good week three um I had zero sleep in between any of that because my my son was born on Saturday um night so like you know I I was making lineups with a newborn in the room so it was um it was a lot of fun but Way overweight on Philip Lindsay. One of the things that we got super right last week, and um, played him in cash games. Absolutely crushed cash. Scored like two eighteen in cash on DraftKings last week. So excited to get back into week four. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to FantasyDraft.com. Sign up through the RotoGrinders link so we get three months of Roto-Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft. Plus, you get any cool promos that we run with them. They have their seven hundred thousand dollar Hooters main event, hundred thousand dollar to first place rake free $28 buy-in tournament. They have a big $5 double up if you're into that kind of stuff. A big $4 tournament, a big $1 tournament. There's a three entry max $300 tournament. So there's tournaments and cash games for everybody. It's all rake free. Check them out, take advantage of the memberships. Grant, I am officially eight days away from having to renew my membership. I've played $6,500 on Fantasy Draft. In that 30-day period, and I have rake-free savings of 859 bucks. So my 50 is well spent. Um, I'm up 800 bucks. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Um, awesome site. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. So give them some love. Thursday night football. Will it be another sneaker? We'll, we'll definitely find out. We got the Eagles and the Packers. 46 and a half total here. Green Bay's favored by four. We're attacking this as a showdown. We always talk about this game as a showdown slate. I'm not playing any Thursday to Monday slates. Showdown slate, Grant, what do you like here for the Eagles?
1: I mean, for the Eagles, you got to look with uh, Jackson being out. Who's who's going to end up getting more of a workload here? Is it Hollins or R. C. White's? I think it's going to be Hollins here. And he's got to be a guy that you have to look at here. Um, like, Not many people are going to be on him because Jeffrey's back. Who knows how – full go jeffrey's gonna be i think that he's very much in play for a showdown slate uh goddard only 1500 for the showdown slate here seems way too cheap allows you to pay for some guys probably gonna go under own people can tend to forget about him because of earths i think he's in play um obviously earths wentz both in play the running backs i think going with uh howard like i know that he hasn't done a whole lot but he's still a decent back. Anything can happen. He's probably going to get a lot less ownership than the other guy. I can't even remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, well, Sanders. Uh, But those are probably, like, if you want to go off the board, showdown slate. It's probably Howard, Goddard, and then Hollins for me.
0: I love Mac Hollins. He played 100% of the snaps last week, um, obviously. But, like, we're looking at Mac Hollins and we're like, This dude's played 95% of the snaps. Like, he's right up there with Nelson Aguilar as far as the season goes on on snaps. So, like, obviously he didn't play week one, but the two weeks that he's played, he's been out there. So, with D.Jacks banged up, I love Matt Collins here. Um, I like Nelson Aguilar. I like Jeffrey. I think Jeffrey's more of, like, a FanDuel play. Um, Nelson Aguilar is more like a DraftKings play. Um and then I like the Jordan Howard call. I don't hate Miles Sanders. It's kind of like I'd play Howard on Fanduel and Sanders on draftings, um, but I'll probably mix them in both. And Ertz is always fun. And then, you know, the other side, the Green Bay side, I love the passing game here. Uh, you know, you look at this spot, and it's already looking like Philly's going to be a funnel defense this season. Grant, really good against the run, beat us in the air type of defense.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. And I think, like – Allison really hasn't done too much this year. Graham really has not done too much this year. And, I mean, Rodgers has not been great so far. I mean, hasn't eclipsed the 16-point mark a single time this season. We can't expect that to continue. We can absolutely not expect that to continue. He had three rough matchups to start this year. He had Denver, he had Minnesota, and he had Chicago. Like, that's not an easy start to year, and Chicago had a long time to prepare for him. So... I'm not buying into too much what has happened so far this season. I'm buying into what could possibly happen for the showdown slate. And obviously Adams is in play. Go ahead and play him. Go ahead and play Rodgers. Like you said, target the passing attack. But I'm looking more at guys like Allison and Graham who have not done anything so far this season. It's largely because Rodgers has been terrible so far because of a tough mashup. So I can see Allison or Graham taking down one of these. Other than that, just you can go with the normal guys, but you want to go off the board, go with those two.
0: You worried about the injury with uh, Jimmy Graham at all? Like he just, I know reports have been great this week. I'm I'm a little concerned, but like maybe that keeps his ownership way down. He's been kind of banged up, but you know, he only played I think 36% of the snaps last week. so. I love Devontae Adams. It's Captain Adams for me. Like, he's going to be my majority captain. Um, I I can make it work playing Hollins and those guys that we talked about on the other side. Love Rodgers. Love Scantling. I hate Aaron Jones. I I think that Aaron Jones is my fade on this slate. Um, I don't play 150 teams in the showdown slate. So, but I think Aaron Jones is going to be my fade. I'm just going to hope he stays out of the end zone because I think that's the only way that Aaron Jones is going to get there this week in this showdown slate. So, Jamal Williams, let's, let's get that touchdown over Jones. Yeah. Um, Panthers and Texans, 47.5 total here. Houston favored by four. Moving on to the main slate for Sunday. Um, let's start with the Panthers side of things. What do we like here for Carolina?
1: I mean, Kyle Allen's just 5,200 after the first week that – he put on last week, like, obviously he's in play. CMC is pretty much the only pay-up running back, um, and he's the safest running back on the slate. I think he's the guy you go with in cash because running backs just entirely trashed this this week. Um, if you don't end up playing him, like, I like the wide receivers for Carolina. Again, they're running an up pace offense. Looked like Samuel had seven targets in the uh, first game with Allen here. Moore only had two. It looks like Samuel's more of the go-to option. He's only 4600 That's way too cheap for the amount of volume he could possibly get. I'm fine with Olsen, but I prefer a whole lot of other tight ends on the slate. So it's CMC um, for cash and then for tournaments. I like the Samuel and Allen pairing.
0: Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is my favorite running back on the slate, and that's actually saying a lot because I think running back is terrible this week. Um, I'm just going to pay up and get McCaffrey. I like Allen's price, like you mentioned. I do like Samuel. I like Moore. Um I, I'm not like – I'm not completely buying into a one-week sample size with Allen throwing to Samuel Moore. So, I'm going to play DJ Moore, but I'm probably going to end up playing more Samuel with you. But I, I just want to make it clear that I'm not fading um, DJ Moore here. I think I'm going to be off of Olsen here. Houston's been really good against the tight end to start the season. I, I think that there's a ton of tight ends on this slate. I'm with you. I'm um, with you. The Houston side of things, Carolina's been playing decent defense, but we know that this team's a team that can struggle here. I think that we're looking at guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller in this matchup.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I love both of them. And Carolina, I think that they've had a higher target share against the wide receivers than any other team in the league here. So, yeah, I'm looking at Hopkins. I'm looking at Fuller. Fuller really – Again, another guy that he's been getting targeted, but he just hasn't had that big game here at eight points, nine points, ten points last three weeks, and he's 4.5K. We know that he has the ability to go off for a crazy long touchdown at any given time here. And Hopkins, we know he's going to end up with probably around 12, 13 targets. Like, people are going to look at his game log, look at the last two games. I mean, obviously, in New Orleans, he got 34 points, but the last two games, Jacksonville and the Chargers, Both those opponents are very, very tough for opposing number one uh, wide receivers. So Hopkins, still probably the best wide receiver in the league. And has Watson throwing to him. Carolina struggled against the wide receiver a bit this year. I love the Watson-Hopkins-Fuller pairing. Outside of them, I'm not messing with Hyde or Duke Johnson.
0: So, I have one other guy that I, I want to throw out there. Um, any interest in this tight end split? Like, are are there just too many tight ends on this slate that we're not looking at Atkins or Aikens or Fells? And Fells had a good
1: game last week. That's fine. I don't really expect too much. Like, the, they had three touchdowns last week. That's not going to happen. Two of them.
0: Uh, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. It, like, look at the equity outside of that. One had a 53-yard touchdown and then a touchdown. The other guy had only – he had six targets, but he's only had four the rest of the season. This is an aberration here. Obviously, Chargers being without Darwin James kind of changes up their defense. They're not getting nearly as much pressure as they have been in the past. I only have four sacks on the season. So I'm not really expecting anything like this again. Uh, Carolina has not given up a whole lot of workload to the tight end so far this year. So I'm completely just riding them off. Let other people chase them.
0: All right, Cleveland at Baltimore here, um, forty-five total. Baltimore's favored by seven in this game. Start with the Cleveland Browns. What do we like here for Cleveland?
1: For Cleveland, I mean, you can. People are probably going to bail on Baker, and I'm not sure if this is the right matchup to really go on him. The guy I'm looking at most is Chubb. This slate is just ugly. Chubb's getting twenty, around twenty on average throughout the course of the season. Touches during a game, plus he's getting targeted pretty heavily in the receiving game, four targets, four targets, seven targets, at least heavily for him. So a guy that's only uh, priced at 6.4K, even though it's a tough matchup here, he's only gotten to the end zone once, and he's averaging around 15, 16 points per game. So Chubb is too underpriced here. People are going to bail on him because of the tough matchup here, but I don't care. Um, I'll use Chubb, and he can break off a big run. I don't care if Baltimore's good against the run. doesn't matter to me.
0: Yeah, like, at, at this point, like, we're just playing talented running backs this week. Um, so I like Chubb's, I like Chubb for tournaments. Um, I, I, I like Odell Beckham a lot here. Uh, I think that with Jimmy Smith expected to miss again, like, you know, uh, Higgins is questionable. He could potentially be back this week. But I don't really think it matters. Like, I, I think this is a game that Baker is going to look for OBJ. And I think that he has a lot of upside in this matchup and the targets are there. His target share is up there, like everything we want. So I think OBJ Chubb, maybe a pinch or two of Landry on full PPR sites like DraftKings and um, fantasy draft. But I think I'm going to not play Baker this week, potentially maybe a team or two, but I I love Lamar Jackson bounce back game here. Like, did he not just show us, our like, his maximum floor last week? He had a terrible game and, and still ended up putting, what, 21 fantasy points up? Like, is he at the point where, like, we can consider him, like, a, a guy that's going to give us 25-plus points almost every
1: week? I mean, he should most weeks. I'm not sure this was a floor game because he did throw the ball 43 times. But it's still a situation where he's, he always has some of the highest floors or one of the highest floors on the entire slate. I like him a lot, and I mean, we know exactly what to pair him with. People might go off of Brown because it was a poor game last week, but the dude still had nine targets, so I'm not really buying into that. The guy's talented. Clearly, Lamar's probably favorite option, and then Mark Andrews, we'll uh, have to wait and see on his injury here. I'm not totally sure, but again, he had seven targets last week versus Kansas City, just didn't make much of them. Uh, he's probably gonna get targeted heavily again, No problem with playing him. Price tag's a little bit worrisome, but those are the main three guys. I don't think I'm going to be chasing Mark Ingram just because he's had two great weeks. I mean, he hasn't had more than 16 rushes any single week this season. He's just doing a ton with them every single time. I don't expect that to continue. They might use him a bunch in the red zone, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they just decided to run it with Lamar Jackson in the red zone. I don't know. I I might play a little bit of him. I just think there's better options.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll have some exposure to Ingram, but you got to remember he has five touchdowns in three games. Five touchdowns in three games. Like, let's not overreact. I think we all came into the season high on Mark Ingram. I don't think anybody – I don't think anybody can, like, just sit out there and claim, like, oh, I was super high on Mark Ingram. Well, everybody was high on Mark Ingram. Like, he was moving into a really good role here in Baltimore. But you mentioned it, 14 attempts a game. The the snaps are there, you know, but Hill and Edwards are um still gonna get some work. Um so they're still playing like twenty-one and twenty-eight percent combined. So it's not like Ingram's playing eighty percent of the snaps either. So I like Lamar. I love Hollywood Brown here. Right back to the well, Grant. Let's go right back to the well on Marquise Brown. And uh Andrews is doing what he's doing. He's playing around fifty percent of the snaps and out there for passing snaps, like Let's keep playing them. Kansas City at Detroit, uh, 54.5 total, um, 6.5 here for Kansas City. This is the highest total on the slate, right? Um, nothing's changed, I don't think. What do we like here on Kansas City? Or shall I say, what don't we like here on Kansas City?
1: I mean, side note, apparently Matt Chapman just hit a home run, and that just got me an extra G for the night. So, I'm no longer losing money. Me. That was
0: big for Oakland. They needed to win that game. Yeah, no,
1: they they were two run jack. Now they're up. It's walk gonna, off. What, was it a walk off?
0: Oh, I think they're on the road. Yeah,
1: yeah they are and on the I, road. Yeah. In any case, go Oakland. I I always love seeing them do well. But in any case, uh, Casey, same thing as always. Watkins, Robinson, Hardman, Kelsey, Mahomes, all of them. All of them are great plays. Just figure out which one you want to do. Um, Mahomes should be the top raw points. Play on the entire slate. He just does it every single week. He's pretty much a guaranteed three touchdowns, 300 yards. So just play him. It's that simple. Play him. Pair him up with just the right guys is the main thing. Watkins. It's been so interesting over the last few weeks here. I mean, eight targets last week, 13 the week before, 11 the week before. He's only had 20 points since week one. Don't expect that to continue here. Um, and then Hardman, like, was looking into it. Someone posted something and looking into slot wide receivers versus the lions and they've been great versus outside wide receivers and not great versus slot wide receivers. So really like the Mahomes, Kelsey, Hartman pairing um, for tournaments. I think that's might be the best way to go. Hardman obviously has a huge ceiling and has the ability to go off for a long, long catch at any given time. He's probably getting worked more and more into this offense as things go along because obviously they weren't playing on him too much with Hill and then He's had two weeks in the offense. He should be good to go.
0: Well, you gotta remember too, they they move these guys around a ton. Andy Reed, like Watkins goes into the slot. Um, like even Robinson goes in the slot some. So like don't pitcher like Hardman, I, I still like Hardman. Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to talk anybody off of Hardman. I'm playing Hardman. I just wanna point it out that Andy Reid moves these guys around a lot. So like Watkins will be in the slot. Like, don't just play Hardman because he's playing in the slot. Like he'll probably play 50% of the snaps and 30 to, you know, Robinson and 20 to Watkins, whatever. But, um, do you trust Damian Williams? If he plays here, like, or is this a running back situation? You're just going to stay away from, um, Detroit has struggled against the run to start the season.
1: If McCoy is out and Damian Williams is in, I will definitely play Damian Williams. If both are in, it might be a situation to just stay away from. Like I may have some, some, uh, interest in either one of them if they both start or both play but realistically if both of in the game i think it's kind of a stay away spot here
0: yeah like williams hasn't practiced yet and mccoy practice limited if one of them misses i'll play the other one it's the same situation as last week i had exposure to Shaw
1: mccoy last week something um, just happened in baseball because now i'm winning like an extra g
0: i don't know <laughs> i haven't really been following baseball today <laughs> um i stacked toronto i had tellas um in my stack but uh, the rest of my team did crap lions side of things here we got the marvin jones week finally last week we knew it was gonna happen like marvin jones has these blow-up weeks every once in a while we know detroit's gonna be throwing the ball a lot in this game like are we just mixing our exposure to marvin jones and galladay here um hawkinson like Do we really see a need to, like, load up on, you know, Johnson?
1: I mean, I mean, it's interesting. They're running the ball a lot, but it's a whole different game script when going up against Kansas City. Like, carry-on's been just terrible, let's just put it that way. Like, averaging 2.5 yards per carry here. You got 20 touches in the last game. Obviously, C.J. Anderson's not there anymore. So I want to use him. I like the price tag at 5.4K. I think, I think I'm think i going to just be forced into it. I mean, obviously Gallman, we'll get to that later. He's probably going to be the chalk. So I think pivoting off him is the right thing to do, and I think carry-on is probably the best option. As for the receiving game, love Galladay. Absolutely love Galladay and love Hawkinson. Again, we saw a huge Hawkinson game week one, and then just hasn't been great since. I don't think that will continue. The guy's clearly talented. Big fan of Hawkinson. Big fan of Galdane. Stafford's a fine play.
0: I think game script has kind of dictated a lot of Hawkinson, too. Um, Like, we look back at week one, and they threw the ball 45 times, and they've thrown the ball 30 and 32 in the weeks after that. Like, they they controlled – like, both of those games were way different. Like, this is just a completely different game script, like you said. Like, this could be, uh, you know, a spot that, like – both multiple Detroit players go off with multiple Kansas city players and a game stack that you definitely want to have some exposure to Oakland at Indy um 44 and a half total here Indy's favored by seven in this game uh is there anything on Oakland that you like here
1: Waller um yeah Indy the way they run their offense uh is perfect for tight ends like they force that you the ball to the tight end they cover the wide receivers pretty darn well it's gone back all the way since last year waller could be in for a big game obviously 14 targets last week renfro might be a decent choice i mean he really hasn't done too much he only had four targets last week but they're working the inside and shallow targets he could have something and then i don't hate josh jacobs i mean obviously the hype wore down real quickly after week one but week two didn't entirely favor him and he still had a decent game Week three was up against a tough Minnesota defense. Now he's going up against Cindy, which is still a decent defense, but I think they're lower half of the or lower end of the league against running backs. So I, I don't mind Jacobs and I don't mind Waller. Um, in fact I like Waller and I don't mind Jacobs. Jacobs is another guy to pivot off of Gallman. Just slightly above that price range, it's a perfect way to go.
0: Yeah, you mentioned it as far as Jacobs goes. Minnesota, really tough defense. Kansas City got game scripted out of that game. Um, You know, Indy is 30th in DVOA against the run to start the season. Like, this is a good spot for Oakland. It's a good spot to buy low on all the Oakland players outside of Waller. Um, J.J. Nelson out of nowhere played some snaps last week, had some targets. I I don't think I would chase that, but – I do think it's interesting that Renfro played 55% and J.J. Nelson played 84%, so it's definitely something to monitor. If you want to take a shot on J.J. Nelson, I don't think I would hate it. He's 3,600. He's cheap everywhere. Like, you know, low I'm just getting
1: flashbacks of Arizona chasing J.J. Nelson.
0: I know, man. Waller's the play. Let's just make that very, very clear. Waller is the play from Oakland. Um Absolutely. The Colts side of things, we look at – You know, Oakland's defense, and so far, they've really, really struggled. Um, They're 29th in overall DVOA. They're 30th in DVOA against the pass. T.Y. Hilton obviously makes this week very interesting because if he doesn't play, it opens up some value. What are we doing here with the Colts?
1: I mean, I like Mac. I like like T.Y. That's it. Um, I know it's the obvious options, but Mac's getting a decent amount of work. Like, it's that simple. Sixty-one hundred. You have to find what running backs, and most of them are trash this week. Hilton, he's playing at home. If he's healthy, um, then he can go off for a huge game. It's that simple here. Like he, he was on pace for like a thirty-five point game versus Atlanta, and then he got injured. So I'm expecting a big game out of him if he plays here. Obviously, a great matchup. Indy should crush here. I don't know if I want to go with either of the tight ends. Unless Hilton's out. If Hilton's out, then I think it's Ebron. I think it's Ebron and Mac. Like, we know that Ebron can go for multiple touchdowns, that they'll target him in the end zone a lot. They did it a lot last year. We've seen him put up huge games many times, and they know how to work him into the red zone and how he just dominates there. I don't think I want to go Doyle. So if Hilton's in, it's Hilton and Mac. If he's not in, then it's Ebron and Mac.
0: Yeah, and like honestly, I don't even know who to tell you, um, wide receiver wise, who to play. They they split up the snaps so much last week um that it I, I probably would take just flyers like on Campbell and Pascal and, and Kane and just hope that, you know, if Hilton doesn't play, one of those guys hits because Oakland's just been so bad to start the season against the pass. Uh, Chargers and Dolphins, 43 and a half total here. Chargers favored by 16 in this game. Um, what are we doing here with the Chargers in what could be the last week before Melvin Gordon returns?
1: I mean, before I was thinking, all right, maybe they won't use Eckler that much. But
0: <laughs> That's...
1: now, like, they're getting Melvin back. I don't think they're too nearly as worried as for saving him down the stretch. So it's Eckler and it's Allen. Allen's the clear cash S or wide receiver one. I mean, he hasn't he's, hasn't failed to get 10 targets at any point in the season and clearly River's favorite target. Going up against a terrible Miami defense, Allen should absolutely feast there. But for tournaments, I think it's Mike Williams. I mean, he got targeted seven times last week. We'll see what happens if he's practicing in a full go later on in the week. Then he could – like, he people forget how much – he was effective last year, how much of a prospect he is. This is his second full year in the league. Mike Williams is going to be a beast at some point here. And if he's healthy for this game, like we could potentially see it two touchdown games because people forget how big he is and how much of an end zone threat he is. And people were largely ignoring that this season because Henry was there and Allen was there. But now it's just Allen, Eckler, and Williams. And Williams is getting completely overlooked because of Allen. So I really like him. I like Rivers. He's a guy that rarely gets played. The problem is the game script. So if you're playing Rivers, you need to bring it back with someone.
0: Yeah. Um, I like Mike Williams a ton this week, especially on, like, a FanDuel where touchdowns are, you know, obviously super important. But, yeah, exposure to this Chargers team, the defense, Eckler, Allen, Williams, Miami's terrible. They're, they're awful. Um, is there anything on the Miami side here that you'd play?
1: Preston Williams, Kenyon Drake. Um the Chargers are not very good versus the run. Um, like they're meant for pass, pass rushing, and they're meant for covering the, the pass. Like their run defense is not great. So Drake at forty two hundred, a guy that's been involved in the passing game, so he's going to be involved later on in the game if they're losing, and I think he's going to get a little bit more rushing because like he's faced three incredible defenses to start of the year. I mean Dallas. New England, Baltimore, all great defenses. So everyone's going to look at what this Miami team has done so far and just ignore it. But we know that Williams is going to get a ton of targets. He's gotten tons of targets pretty much every single week. And now he's getting a defense where hopefully Hayward's going to be over on Parker. I think that he will be. But I think you play one of these Miami wide receivers that you think is not going to get covered by Hayward, and then you play Drake.
0: Yeah, Parker Williams. I, I think Preston Williams would probably be the guy that would take some shots on here. I think – I honestly, I think Hayward shadows Parker. Like, if I had to guess, Hayward, they tend to use him as a shadow corner. Grant's going to see Desmond King in the slot. Like, that leaves Preston Williams, and Preston Williams coming off of a game, I think he had, what, 12 targets uh, with Josh yep. Rosen's first start, so – if I'm playing a guy, I think it's Preston Williams. I don't hate the Drake call. I think it's interesting. Running backs suck this week. I'm willing to take shots on just about Look, anybody. Look, you're just team. looking
1: for a pivot off of Gollum. Canyon Drake is one of the perfect ones. He's 300 cheaper, 150 ownership, honestly getting close to the same workload and probably a better running back.
0: Washington at New York taking on the giants 49 total giants favored by two and a half in this game. I think this game has shootout written all over it. Um, if keys, if case Keenum shows up in this game, there's just so much potential here for McCollin and Richardson and Quinn, like the, the pass catchers in the Redskins, um, offense here because the giants, they're terrible against the pass. and I don't see them getting better overnight. Like, it's just like if Case Keenum shows up here, Grant, like McCollin's one of my favorite players on the entire slate. I, I'm, he's a guy that I'm looking at in cash games. I am going to play him a bunch of tournaments. I think he's going to be pretty popular, but I, I just need Case Keenum to show up this week.
1: Well, there's absolutely no reason to think that he won't. I mean, Peterson's old um, and he's just not really great anymore. Uh, I really like everything. So you Find a guy on this offense that's over forty five hundred, that's not Case Keenum, who is also forty nine hundred. Find a higher point per or yeah, point per dollar when you just incorporate Vegas Lions than the Washington side of things. You literally can't. Um Case Keenum is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. McLaren's one of my favorite wide receivers on the slate. Chris Thompson's one of my favorite pivots off of Goldman. It's literally perfect. The guy Ten targets week one, eight targets week two, five targets week three. they They're, I think that they uh underdog here, Jones has shown that he's capable on the offense and could easily score a bunch here. So Thompson, McLaren, Richardson, who got a ton of targets. Like, this is my favorite game stack. And you can do it so many different ways, so cheaply. The problem is who you're going to pay up for at running back. And I think that's going to be a little contrarian to pay up at running back, so outside of McCaffrey. So I really like this game. I like everyone. And then don't forget about VD there with his 3,400 price tag and his 40 year age. I don't know if he's 40. I'm pretty sure he's not, but he's old.
0: (laughs) Obviously one of the biggest things that came out of week three was the Barkley injury. He's going to be out. Um, but yeah, like Daniel Jones, I think he played a really good game. Um, I I know I wasn't as shocked as a lot of people on Daniel Jones, and I I didn't really get the hate of why people, you know, I said this last week too, I don't get the hate. But um, obviously, if we're looking at this matchup as a whole, Washington's been strong against the run. They've allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers and the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Like, the perfect scenario here is these Penny, Goleman, they bust – and Shepard, Ingram, Jones goes off. For me, that would be the perfect scenario because I think Wayne Gallman's going to get you know quite a few ownership
1: here. Yeah, I mean, I don't really understand the love for Wayne Gallman. Like, he's not I very did, good. I no, he's I, good. I don't think he's good either. He's not good. And we've seen – everyone gets so excited about workload because for years now we haven't really seen a – many backs that just get the entirety of the workload. Now we're getting it with Wayne Gallman, and he's cheap, but he's trash. We've seen so many running backs in the past who are absolute trash in an offense, and they get the full workload, and they do nothing. This is going to be another scenario that I hate Gallman this week. I'm not even sure if I'm going to end up using him for cash. It's not worth it for me. He's not very good. This line is not very good. Barkley's the only reason that, like, they had a good running game. Gallman's not going to do anything. There's a perfect letdown spot. If he's going, if he was 10% known, I still might not use him. It's ridiculous to think that just because a running back is going to get a big workload means you should use him.
0: Yeah, the other thing that's interesting here, too, is pay attention to Latimer, pay attention to Fowler, and pay attention to Shepard, th- or not starting Shepard, Russell Shepard. They're all banged up right now. Like Russell Shepard did not practice at all. Benny Fowler was limited with a hamstring injury. Latimer is dealing with a concussion still. If these guys sit, Grant play Slayton. He's thirty-two hundred. He has some. He has some upside. Like Darius Slayton is a guy that's very, very interesting here. Depending on you, you have to watch the injuries. You have to watch and see who's not going to be there and who is going to be there. Yeah. All right, moving on here, we have the Tennessee Titans and Atlanta Falcons. Um, Falcons favored by four in this 46 total. We we like pass-catching running backs against Atlanta. Can we trust Derrick Henry, or is this a spot that, like, Deion Lewis could potentially be, like, a sneaky tournament
1: play? I don't think he's a sneaky tournament play, but, I mean, everyone's so excited about going up against that Atlanta defense. Oh, they give up tons of targets to opposing running backs. I mean, that's not entirely true anymore. A lot of what happened last year and the reason why it was talked about throughout the entire season is because they had so many just injuries in their linebacking core and so many injuries on defense that running backs were able to run wild um, in the passing game here. I don't think Deion Lewis is going to be that big of a factor here. He hasn't been that big of a factor all year. I think it's Henry, but I really don't like anyone from this game outside of Walker. Walker's the guy that I really want to roll with. Atlanta, I don't think, has been great versus the tight end and Walker's old and he's still just getting volume every single time so yeah i really like walker and that's it from the tennessee side
0: i think you can take a shot on humphreys i like the atlanta defense here i think it's very interesting defense this week um marcus mariota is running for his life almost every play so um that obviously ups the the turnover upside here for atlanta's defense uh but yeah, I don't I don't hate Humphreys. Uh I like the Delaney Walker call. Dan Lewis, you know, he's interesting in a in a little bit of it, but like even last week, he he out um he out snapped Henry last week and ran zero runs, uh, routes. So it's tough to say. Atlanta side of things here, you know, the Tennessee defense has been pretty solid to start the season. They haven't really allowed a ton of fantasy points to any position. Julio Jones is doing what we've always wanted him to do. Sanu, you know, obviously had a really solid, decent game last week. Um, Calvin Ridley kind of disappeared last week. What do you like here for Atlanta?
1: I mean, yeah, Ridley might have disappeared last week, but it's not like we haven't seen this many times before. Ridley will have one great week. Everyone will play him the next week, and then he won't have a great week. Yes, he's had two good weeks to start the season. Yes, he has a very viable option. This Tennessee defense is good. Minshew may have torn him apart a little bit in the first quarter or so, but I'm not really looking at anything outside of Freeman. Obviously we saw a bit of an uptick in usage last week. He's still involved in the passing game. He had finally had a decent running game and Tennessee, not a great, not a great defense or not a terrible defense, but they have been below average against the run and Freeman. I mean, we're talking about Gallman. Gallman's going to get slightly more usage. Freeman's three times the running back Gallman is, and he's only 500 more. Again, you're looking for pivots off of Gallman. This is in Atlanta. They're probably going to do a little bit better by being at home. I really like Freeman.
0: Hey, don't hate the call. Um, New England at Buffalo, 42 and a half total here. New England favored by seven and a half in this game. Um, obviously, the Patriots, interesting here. You know, a lot of people mispractice. It's typical. Um, we're going to have to kind of see what happens here with Edelman and Burkhead and all that stuff. But uh, what do you like here with
1: the Patriots? I'm avoiding the running game. I'm probably avoiding Brady, but I really like Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, we saw him get 11 targets last week. He's probably going to get a whole lot of targets this week. He had a dip down in week two where, obviously, Antonio Brown was there. Things change pretty quickly. He's going to be involved in the red zone. He's going to be involved everywhere. He's the most talented wide receiver in the entire game. I'd say he's more talented than Edelman. Edelman has broken ribs, and he's a possession guy where he's going to end up with a whole lot of targets. But people don't realize ribs, all you can really do with them for them to heal is just nothing. That's basically – he's going to be in a lot of pain. I think that he gets less involved in the game here. New England doesn't want him to get any worse league damage, so I think Gordon's going to get a whole lot of work here. I don't mind Dorsett, obviously. Week one, he had a whole lot of work. Week three, he had a whole lot of work. Basically, the game's without um, Antonio Brown. If you're going to sack this game up, I think you avoid Edelman. You just go Gordon, Dorsett, and Brady.
0: Um, If Burkhead plays, I like Burkhead. If Burkhead sits, I think James White could be very interesting here, but outside of that, I don't really disagree with anything you said. I think Edelman... He could suck it up and play and have a good game. I like Josh Gordon. Um, Josh Gordon's my favorite. I'd probably rank him Gordon, Edelman, Dorsett, but it's pretty close outside of that. I don't want to play the tight ends. And we move over to the Buffalo side of things. New England defense has been really, really good to start the season. They're the number one overall um, DVOA defense. And do you think that is just a case of who they played? The Jets, the Dolphins, the the Steelers, or do you think this defense is actually legit?
1: Um, I think it's mo. I think this defense is basically what we've seen in the past. So they're good. They're not just a not game the number break.
0: one defense in the league.
1: Yeah, no, it's the Jets and Miami are terrible. So they had one good game against the Steelers, which Steelers haven't looked good all year, granted. Now, but Roethlisberger's out, so I don't care. I'm going to do the same thing I will do every single week until they're priced right. I'm going to stack up Allen with John Brown and Beasley or just John Brown. And I'm going to do it probably 10 to 20% of my lineups. Allen, it doesn't matter if he's facing a very good defense. The dude can run. The guy is good. This offense will just continually put up numbers. And I absolutely love this stack here.
0: <laughs> yeah, Beasley coming off of the game where he had 30% target share. Um, John Brown, always a guy that I love for upside – I had interest in Frank Gore last week. I played Frank Gore on FanDuel last week. You know, he, he found the end zone. He did, he did Frank Gore things, um, the Ageless Wonder. I don't like Frank Gore as much this week. Um, I think this, this would be a spot that I'd probably stay away and just play the passing game here for Buffalo. I like it much more. Um, moving on, Seahawks at Arizona, 48 total. Seattle's favored by five in this game. Uh, what do we like here for Seattle?
1: Everything. Um, I don't mind Carson, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I had the Monday night podcast. I'm like, all right, this is a little sneaky. I'm going to be on Seattle. People are thinking it's a running offense. They're not going to be on them. People aren't going to go on Disley, even though he had a good game. Nope, I'm wrong. Uh, everyone's going to be all over Disley here. Uh, Arizona has been pretty much the worst team in the league versus tight ends they have been the worst team in the league they're giving up a higher target share than any other team in the league they're giving up more points than any other team in the league they just got rid of vayonette disley is the top option um when we're not incorporating ownership if we are that makes it a little bit tougher um i think everyone's going to stack up wilson with disley and then probably lockett i think you go lockett metcalf we all know that metcalf can do something arizona's giving up big plays all the time Metcalf has had a 50-yard reception and a 42-yard reception in his first three weeks. He can go for a big reception at any given time. This Arizona defense is terrible. Um, I love Metcalf. I love Lockett. I love Disley when you're not incorporating ownership, and Wilson's my top quarterback on the week.
0: I love it. Um, I think it's a great spot. I, I think Disley's a, a really good play, but I think he's going to be very, very popular. You have to remember that going in, but Thirty-six hundred dollars for a tight end. Like he's likely going to be a, a guy that I'm considering for cash games. Probably going to decide whether it's going to be him or Waller, to be honest. Uh, but I like the DK Metcalf call. Um, I love Lockett here. He's coming off of a big game, but you know, obviously, you got to remember you beat the Saints in the slot. PJ Williams is not good. Like, it did not shock me. I'm mad at myself that I did not play more Lockett last week because I always say PJ Williams sucks. So um and then like going to the other side of this game like this is not your scary Seattle defense that has been so scary for years um Murray's gonna play better in this game I I don't think he played well last week I I think he plays better in this week I I still think Fitz and Kirk are, are too cheap um Bird's a little banged up gotta watch that situation but You know, Fitz and Kirk are the two options here. And, like, if you want to play some DJ and some Murray, I don't
1: hate it. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Bird here. Uh, Hamstring injury is never, never great. Um, We could see Keyshawn Johnson get some more work here. And the guy had ten targets in week one. I don't mind him as a tournament flyer, but David Johnson, Murray, Fitz, Kirk are all fantastic. I love this game stack here. David Johnson might be my favorite running back on the entire slate. Uh, I think he's the way that you pay up. He's, again, a guy that's being heavily involved in this offense that people forget they've been coming from behind every single game this year, like every single game without fail. They're probably going to keep this game fairly close. I think they can get him more involved. In week two, he got injured so I'm not counting his seven touches against him. Last week they were playing from behind the entire time, and he got nine targets. He's essentially game script proof, but if they aren't playing from way behind, he's going to be heavily involved in the run game too. So DJ going to absolutely crush here. I'm not going to be surprised if he's the highest scoring running back on the slate.
0: Listen, you know how much I hate running back this week, so I'm all all bored, um, DJ. I I like this game too. I'm right there with you. Uh, Obviously I don't think it's sneaky. I think a lot of people are going to play this game. Um, But, yeah, I, I like that. Both sides of this game for sure. It's one of my favorite game stacks. Tampa at LA taking on the Rams. 49 and a half total here. Rams favored by 10 in this game. Um, if I got one thing right last week, it was Jameis Winston. Um, wish I would have had more Evans, but what are we doing here with the Bucks going into the in into LA ten point dogs?
1: I'm kind of going back and forth. I mean, people are gonna be on Evans, has got a price uptick. I don't mind him, I don't hate him. Staying away from the running game entirely. Don't think I'm using too much Winston. I think there's too many other good options. I think the main guy I'm going to end up using on this team is going to be OJ Howard. Still hasn't done too much. Actually played decent last time. He's going to get heavily involved in this offense at some point soon. And I think this could be the spot here. So it's OJ Howard for me. And I'm fine with Evans. I'm fine with Godwin. I'm just not a big fan. Like, Howard's probably the only guy I'm going to have a decent amount of ownership in.
0: Yeah, Evans coming off of a fifteen target game. They got him heavily involved last week. Um I, I I like Godwin more than I like Evans this week. Um, but you know, Marcus Peters hasn't been playing great, so I don't think Evans has a terrible matchup on the outside this week. So um I'm on the fence on Winston. He had such a good game last week. Like his air yards I think last week, like he he was total his first and second week and had more combined. So anyway, um, and, and then as far as the Rams go, I always love Jer- Jared Goff when he's at home. Um, I don't always play him, but I like to play his pieces. Woods, Cooks, Cup. Um, I think all these guys are very interesting here.
1: Yeah, I'm all 5% Jared Goff. And I will randomly pick two wide receivers to pair with him. I don't have any preference between Cup, Cooks, or Woods. Absolutely none. So I'm not playing the running game, not playing Gurley. I will play golf and I will mix in two wide receivers. No preference on any of them. Staying away from all these guys in cash.
0: Yeah, I think Cooper Cup is my favorite. Um he's his his targets have been consistent. He leads the team in target share. Um he's been playing, you know, all the snaps. I think he's at like ninety five percent or something, but He's the guy that, in my opinion, I think Cooper Cup is the safest option. Um, And I think he has a ton of upside, too. So Cups my favorite, and then Woods and Cooks I'll mix in. Um, But I don't know how much good Jared Goff I'll have. Jacksonville at Denver, 39 total here. Denver favored by three and a half in this game. Uh, We get into some of these defensive games in the late afternoon. Um, Any interest here in in Jacksonville?
1: I like DJ Kachark quite a bit. Clearly, the number one guy. Clearly, has big playability. Clearly, he's getting touchdowns every single week. Clearly, going to be overlooked. I'm off the DD Westbrook train. I happened for most of the year because everyone else was so heavily on him. Um, I'm not using Minshew. Fernette's an interesting guy. Like, he's getting a lot of targets six, six, eight targets. So, in full point PBR sites, I don't mind him. He's just not good. And. I that don't one run him.
0: last week saved him. He was... That's... Well,
1: outside of that, it's never great when a guy's longest run in game is 69 yards. He got 15 carries and only ended up with 66. So, yeah, I don't want to use Fournette, but he's in play. I'm probably going to stay away from him for the most part.
0: Yeah, I don't love this game. Um, I don't hate Fournette in full-point PPR sites. I do like the DJ chart call. Um, he's been a guy that we can kind of trust, and the slot corners are very good for Denver, so I don't really love DD here. Chris Conley is an interesting tournament play as long as he's 100. Um, percent And then, what is it? Uh, what's the tight end's name?
1: James O. O'Shaughnessy.
0: Yeah, like he's a little interesting here, um, but he's just a red zone guy. So you're, he's more of like a Fanduel play. Um, Denver side of things, you know, anything standing out to you here for Denver? Is it interesting that, like, obviously we know that um, Ramsey's not going to play? That puts a hurt for sure on the secondary here.
1: Yeah, I like Sutton. Um, I like Sutton quite a bit. Guy's been having quietly a very good year here. He's averaging 14 yards a catch here. He's getting eight, seven to eight targets every single game. I think this will be no different here. He hasn't gotten in the end zone yet, so people aren't all over him, but the guy has 120-yard, two-touchdown upside. So big fan of uh, him. Outside of him, like, you can go, Lindsey. Lindsey's still a good running back. He can still have a good game. Like, I was all – he was my top guy last week, and he's got a bit of a price upgrade, So and it's a tougher matchup. So I'm not real high on him, but he's still in play.
0: Yeah, I like Lindsey, especially if Freeman um, ends up not playing. I think that Lindsey is a guy that is going to get carries if, they're, if it's close game. He's a guy that can get passing attempts or um, targets if the game is out of hand a little bit. So um, Minnesota at Chicago. Um, another low total here, Grant. We got 38 total. Chicago favored by two and a half in this game. Is there anything on the Vikings that you want to play here against the Bears?
1: No one's going to play Dalvin Cook. No one wants to pay 8.3K against the Chicago defense. Dalvin Cook's averaging on pace for 2,000 yards. Just a fun fact for you. Exactly on pace for 2,000 yards. Branded that, don't think that's going to happen, but the guy has been an absolute beast so far this year. He's getting involved in the passing game and the running game. They're giving him the ball quite a bit here. Chicago hasn't been as good versus the running back this year as they have been against the wide receiver. He can still do work anyway, and – There's a lot of cheap wide receivers and not a whole lot of running backs to pay up for. I really like Dolphin Cook here. That's pretty much it, though.
0: Yeah, the wide receivers um, with BB on the IR, they signed Treadwell. Like, it's going to be Thielen and Diggs, um, like, if you can pick which one's going to do well. I think Thielen gets the most targets in this game. Diggs has the most, like, touchdown equity. If Cooks isn't running well, um, it's not a week that I would pair, like, Cook and Thielen together. I'd make a group where I'd go, like, 0-1 to one with Cook, Thielen, and Diggs and try to figure out which one of these guys has a big game. Um, and then on the Chicago side of things, like, the Bears, obviously I think their defense is very much in play, both of these games that we just talked about, Denver and Chicago. Um, is there anything standing out to you here when it comes to the Chicago?
1: No. People are going to kick Chase Gabriel. Don't. You might not even Robinson's. play.
0: Huh? He has a concussion, like, and didn't practice Wednesday, so Gabriel might not even play.
1: Yeah, it's currently questionable. In any case, I don't want any part of any of this end of story. I don't want a single Bears player.
0: The defense, um, but yeah, I, don't want um, the defense. I can. I don't hate the defense, like they're expensive, but I love paying up for defense and getting low ownership, but. Yeah, like if Gabriel doesn't play, maybe I uh, take some shots on A Rob just because I think he'd get like 10, 15 targets in this game if it, you know, stays close. But I honestly think this is going to be just one of those games where they play defense, they run the ball, the clock goes quick, and this is the first game that ends on the four o'clock slip. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's what we're hoping for, anyway, right? um if you're playing on fantasy draft the next game is part of the fantasy draft slate it's dallas cowboys new orleans saints 47 total dallas favored by two and a half in this game grant i love this game i I, this is a game that on fantasy draft i'm super excited that we can get exposure to this game because pj williams is a slot corner for new orleans and we can attack him but Dak is in a great spot new orleans is allowing the most fantasy points per game to opposing um quarterbacks third most to wide receivers like this is a spot that I really like, Dak.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind me either. He's just going to go overlook because Sunday Night Football guys always do. Zeke, I think, is – like, you want to – there's so many cheap wide receivers. Zeke's going to be my cash game guy over on Fantasy Draft along with CMC. So, huge fan of playing Zeke over there. I don't mind Kamara as a tournament play. No one's going to really play him. And he's the main part of this offense. We obviously saw what he can do in the receiving game last week. I mean, so going back to last four games, so including the playoffs against the Rams, outside of against the last, their last time against the Rams, he hasn't had less than seven receptions in a game. So with Bridgewater in there, they're going to drop more plays for him. He should crush here. He's going to go entirely unowned, has a chance for a 35-point game.
0: Who is that – did you switch? Did you switch sides on me?
1: Yeah, I did. Okay, okay. I want to make that. sure.
0: No, it was like I I thought. Yeah, yeah. Fine, all good. Um, <laughs> I don't mind Zeke. I, I think he has really high floor. Um, I love Cooper. I think Randall Cobb is a phenomenal play this week, just because slot corners against this team crushed. I don't so. want
1: to chase Cobb again. He.
0: I know, but well. <laughs> this is the perfect spot to just go right back to it. Like, you know, you, you can't get many better spots than PJ Williams. So um anybody else for the Saints that you like here?
1: I mean you can chase Michael Thomas and I hope he has another good game, he may very well. But I think there's other guys I'd rather go with. I'm um, honestly it's just Kamara for me.
0: Yeah, it's probably Kamara for me if I end up max entering anything over there, maybe I I take some shots on Thomas Ted Ginn, you know, he, he had five targets, but honestly, they didn't throw the ball a ton. So who knows? Um, Kamara, like you said, and Thomas probably the only two guys that take shots here, uh, Monday night football, we don't have the pricing for the showdown slate. So it's always really tough. Uh, We got the Cincinnati Bagels at the Pittsburgh Steelers, 43-and-a-half total. Pittsburgh favored by three-and-a-half. Again, we're more looking at this as a showdown game, not part of any other slate. Um, Not knowing pricing, what's standing out to you here on Cincinnati?
1: Eifert and Mixon. Mixon's going to turn around at some point.
0: This is going to be this game. I'm telling you. Yeah. Captain Mixon.
1: And then Eifert, still a guy with a bunch of talent, still a guy that can do a whole lot, hasn't had a breakout game gonna be involved in the red zone. They've had some tough defensive matchups so far this season. I think Eifert has a big game and I think the Mixon has a good big game. Other than that, no one I really want.
0: Yeah, um you know obviously I think that Mixon has a monster game here. Um not going to disagree with that at all. If you're playing showdown, I think that obviously you can take shots on Boyd and Ross. I think that You know, you have to kind of respect, um, you know, Tate a little bit if he's really cheap just because he's coming off of, like, a monster game. Um, You know, it really depends on, like, what you're kind of predicting for a game script here. But Tate, I'm guessing, is going to be, like, one of those, like, 2K plays. Hopefully he's cheaper than that. But dude had 29% of the target share and 10 targets last week. So, you know, Ross and Boyd still had targets. um, So. Um, as far as the Pittsburgh side of goes, you know, this is a game where running backs could dominate. Um, I think that the running backs are going to be really popular on this showdown slate just because of how bad these two teams are against the run. Um, James Conner, right? Like, this is a spot we just kind of hope he does his thing.
1: Yeah, probably. But, I mean, I don't I, don't, like feel, I show- don't ever feel great about it. Yeah, I don't like this showdown slate at all. I mean, people are going to be worried about the net coming over to the Steelers, but he's probably not going to be involved in this game. Um, McDonald, very much in play. Always has big game upside. Juju, like, he's been terrible so far this season, but still is an incredibly talented wide receiver. But yeah, I mean, this game's trash. Every Monday Night Football game's trash.
0: Seems that way, doesn't it? Um, the other guy that you can look at it maybe be like a Deontay Johnson. Um, he ended up playing in quite a bit of snaps. So on those showdown slates, you're looking for those types of guys that get those five random catches and gives you eight points and nobody's playing them to be different on the, the guys that go off because everybody's having those guys, so. All right, let's play the morning grind game on the main slate, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Give me a guy running back, not the top five running backs, uh, to get 100 yards of rushing.
1: David Johnson.
0: All right, I like that one. Um, Does he count?
1: Because both Melvin and Barkley are not playing, so he is two, three,
0: four. He is fifth. You can't use him.
1: All right, I'm going to go with Marlon Mack.
0: That's who I was gonna use. So yeah, you know you can. <laughs> well,
1: I'll, I'll fine. I'll go Nick Chubb. You take Marlon Mack.
0: No, I was gonna take Chubb. That's fine. I'll get Mack. <laughs> we're we're on the same guys. Don't worry. <laughs> um, wide receiver for over 100 yards receiving.
1: Outside of the top five, I feel like going a little bit ballsy here. I'm gonna go with McLaren.
0: That's my guy. I love that guy this week.
1: You and me both.
0: Um, I'm gonna go with Hollywood Brown. I'm telling you, I think. Brown has a monster game this week. I just a Baltimore bounce back game offense pass offense going to be bounce back. Tight end for a touchdown. Give me a guy that's scoring here.
1: Uh, Hawkinson.
0: Oh, I like that one. Would it be cheating if I say Disley?
1: Yes, it absolutely would.
0: All right, I'll take Vernon Davis. I like it. I agree. I think it's cheating. Um, under five k. To score over twenty in the flex. What do you got?
1: Oh gosh, I wasn't ready for this one. I couldn't couldn't remember things. Um, how 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 out there do I go?
0: How, um how? Uh, it's up to you.
1: All right, Kenyon Drake.
0: Whoa. If this was a question where I could use fantasy draft, it'd be Randall Cobb, but I can't. So um I'm gonna go with the, Man, I really think it's going to be one of these other guys, but I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. I, I think that he has potential to go for 20-plus here. I know he hasn't had a game over 15 yet, but I just two-touchdown game is coming for this dude. He's so big and massive. Give me a quarterback to score or throw for 300-plus yards here.
1: Is Russell Wilson in the top five? One, two, three, four. Nope. All right, then I will go with Russell Wilson.
0: All right, I like it. Um, I'm going to go with Keenum.
1: Uh, he was going to be my other guy. So, there you go. Grant, any final thoughts? Um, this is a, like, game stacking is generally important. This week, it's massive.
0: Yeah, like, I'm looking at my notes, um, and, yeah, um, there's some games that I really like. There's some games, like, we flew through some games this week just because, like, there's some really crappy games out there this week. So avoiding the landmines, I feel like, is what week four is going to be all about. And, um, you know, just not not chasing those guys just because they're getting playing time. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for the week four Morning Grind podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.
1: Take it.